0: It's obvious to any long-term listeners that you traditionally do the opening to the show, but I, I'm going to steal the spotlight from you this week because congratulations are in order. And I know that you're you're too humble to to bring this up on your own, so I'm going to proactively do it here at the start. So c- congratulations on the uh, the half marathon that you completed this weekend.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. But I, I already did one last year. Like this wasn't my first one. I know, but it's still it's still very much an accomplishment. It's not though. <laughs> it was it was it was slower than last time, by like thirty five seconds a mile. I didn't anticipate much of the hills. I'm in worse shape than I was. Well, you uh, last uh, so go let me so let me stop you
0: there. So you're correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the other half marathon you did was the Giant Race, right?
1: No, that was my first 10k, and then I did the Berkeley half marathon uh, last fall.
0: Okay, it was the Berkeley half marathon. And so then, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with that course, but I, I'm presuming that this San Francisco half that you did was more hilly than the Berkeley one. Uh, most definitely, and then that that was ill advised. So, so it's a little unfair to compare time between those two. Events. Well, hill, no. hills make a big difference.
1: Well, no, but you're supposed to in life. You're supposed to do consistently better at everything, unless we're thinking about democracy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we kind of peaked with with the last guy. Um, still, I'm still kind of still kind of thinking
0: about that idea that maybe we peaked with the introduction of the first iPhone.
1: Yeah, I think what's his name is wrong about that. Uh, who's the guy? N- yeah, Nate, Nate's wrong about that. We peaked when we um. When we invented a uh, glad press and seal. Hmm. Are you familiar with what that is? I don't, I don't think
0: so that that's not just a, you're not talking about just a Ziploc bag. No, Google this real quick. So we'll, we'll get so back to the running thing. So
1: hit me. Yeah. Hit me again here. So this is the so Glade. glad. No, not glad, not glad. This is not an air freshener. This is not a Febreze type situation. This is glad press and seal. So just G L A D no E. Yes. Do you, you go to Target. You go to Safeway. You know these things exist. Glad. And, I'm sorry. What, what was the phrase again? <laughs> Some, something. seal. <laughs> press
0: and seal. Press. Press and seal. Okay. Is this? Do I need to turn
1: Safe Search on or anything? Or you, sh- you should live life on the edge. But the president does probably doesn't leave Safe Search on. Mm. Doesn't leave autocorrect on either. Um. So this is. Uh. This is like uh, plastic wrap or um cellophane wrap, except it has. This special like adhesive compound where you can just press it against like the bowl or the plate or whatever and it's it forms this nice airtight seal so i would argue that nate is wrong that this is the crowning achievement of um of american engineering so this was invented post-original iphone no it's probably uh, invented before but i think the iphone gets too much credit as being a great invention because everything mm. they did, BlackBerry did beforehand, and they did it better.
2: Hmm. Sorry. I'm gonna... <laughs> let's, let's, let's
1: come back to that. I'm in a foul mood today, so I'm I'm just being antagonistic for the for, yeah. So anyway, no. Uh, but I, actually, when was Presto Seal invented?
0: Damn. Well, Amazon typically. So we'll we'll put the Amazon page in the notes, and they they'll typically somewhere in the description here call out like when it was first available on Amazon which i guess doesn't necessarily indicate when it was invented but
1: um well, they don't they don't have the date on this one press, so. and, press and seal was invented in 2002
0: okay well then you know maybe Nate's statement isn't isn't incorrect
1: then yeah <laughs> uh this not this looks like this is not going to be one of our better shows it's okay yeah, that's 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 okay no no up, uh, onward and upward yeah um so so, so, so pre- about the pre- so yeah about the running things so yeah that it's fine cuz here's the thing it, like in the after i did the um the berkeley half marathon uh, last fall i was always very like all i, I was jazzed and, and, and excited about that i was that was something that i thought might be kind of difficult but that i actually did so then i stupidly um <laughs> chose to register for three half marathons this year so I had the one I just did. I have the Giant Race Half Marathon, which comes up at the end of next month, and then the Berkeley Half Marathon again. Uh, so that that was ill-advised, because I didn't uh, really keep up my training pace or any of that kind of stuff. Because, you know, after the election, I think the, the country kind of gets to take a, a mulligan on the, <laughs> the first two quarters of the year. Um, yeah. But anyway, and also it feels like it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. Like, I kind of feel like I have to do a full one because Americans don't do things halfway. So I don't I don't know man. But the thing is like it was it was really unpleasant this year. Like after like I I yeah, I did not feel like I could continue going after after mile 13. It's kind of a bummer, but
0: it's okay. I think you're underselling what a difficult route that is. I mean the the hills there are are pretty tough and that that does take a lot out of you. So well, I'm looking at the,
1: the Strava elevation map thing and it kind of it, it's not anyway there are, I've, I've got some work to do and some and some improvement to do. Well, OK, I, I, try, I try to congratulate you and I'll, I'll I'll stick to my congratulations. I really appreciate it. That's a very kind thing you did. But um, yeah, just kind of kind of you feel like you always want to do better than you did the last time.
2: Well,
0: run this event next year and post a better time or even even coming up sooner post a better time at this berkeley one.
1: Well, but the giant one, I'm I assume I have to do a better one just cuz it's it's all flat. So if I don't, that's just a personal failure on myself.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll I'll agree with that.
1: <laughs> if I if if I if I have a slower time uh next month then the show's over. <laughs> uh um yeah, that's it.
0: Well, even if you run a slower time at the Giant Race, you'll still feel good because the the whole finishing in the
1: outfield of AT&T Park is pretty neat. It kind of is, but uh, let me see if I can find it. The the medals for this year are going to be absolutely horrible. So,
0: yeah, I I did this event, I think, three times, and both the medals—well, actually, so three things, the medals, the shirts, and the bobbleheads. So you, you get all three as a participant have been very, very hit or miss. Like, like very hit or miss. The, the the bobbleheads, the like the Buster Posey one is fantastic. The I think it was Matt Cain one is just really not good. And then the shirts, like there's one that's really nice that had just like the logo from that year on it. But then they had another one where it's just the bottom of a shoe like a bottom of like a dirty <laughs> shoe which was just weird and then yeah the, i don't really remember too much about the metals but i i do remember that there were at least one of the three years where i was like oh yeah this metal's not
1: not great yeah so hold on let me i got, I got too many windows open um yeah because the new one it's supposed to be if i'm not mistaken like a like a san francisco trolley car with like lou seal on it like it is not a like because last year for the giant race it fell on september 11th so it's actually it's it's an abnormal metal but it um it had like a whole like america theme and, and never forget type thing so like, it was actually pretty good but it doesn't look like the classic medals, which like the berkeley one and the san francisco one actually look pretty normal but yeah the the giant race it seems very very hit or miss
0: so we'll yeah, we'll also put a link in the notes to the the giant race website. I and the the shirt, the medal, are both on the the homepage here. Oh, and the bobblehead too.
1: Um, I think these are all three okay. It's loose seal in the back of a cable car.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's okay.
1: The
0: the the Bumgarner bobblehead doesn't really look a ton like him
1: but I, I still think it's i didn't even i i could have sworn that was brandon belt
0: yeah but i <laughs> i think it's kind of neat um although they really missed an opportunity to have him riding a dirt bike that would have been <laughs> that'd been really good too soon maybe maybe too soon yeah but i th- i think this metal and the
1: the shirt the shirt's nice i like just the big sf on it yeah not bad
2: yeah fine. again i
1: think uh based on my despondency around this right now, I'm probably going to register for the full San Francisco marathon. And even if I just end up walking the last 10 miles, just who who even cares. And then I can hang up, then I can hang up this whole um, running thing. And I can just uh, (laughs) ride around in a golf cart everywhere. That was my approach.
0: I did the the San Francisco (laughs) full marathon last year, and I have not, I have not done a competitive event since then. Well, not, not competitive, but I mean, you, you know what I mean? I haven't done one of these big, big events since. Yeah. And I had done half marathons, like pretty regularly, but yeah. peaked at that full. And yeah, I'm I'm retired for now.
1: <laughs> uh, they're What do they do in the Staples Center? Like they hang up your jersey from like the ceiling? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I'm I'm out there somewhere in Center Field at at Park. You just
0: have to look real close.
1: No, I think they probably just have your old jersey just hanging, like just draped across the HP Pavilion god i wish it was still called that i always forget like, is it the sap center or is that something different yeah that's the sap center now okay
0: um best, missed opportunity to keep yeah.
1: that name yeah uh what else was there with this specifically because
0: i wasn't no, planning you had you had a lot of a lot of good pictures um oh I yeah enjoyed... people, can, people
1: can look it up on the instagram yeah that was actually kind of fun
0: so I think what I what I definitely remember doing the SF marathon last year was people's signs were fantastic. Like that was a a constant little boost going through the course. People just had just the best signs, and I I definitely liked. I guess this was like at the finish line after you were done. Say so it was something along the lines of "Run now, mimosas later" or something. Mm-hmm. That that sign was like was
1: made for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and there were a lot of good dogs on the course too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um, so yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, last year I ended up with 400 total miles run and this year, again, I'm just going to blame it all on Trump. Um, it's, uh, it's the end of July and I'm at 112 miles. So I I think, uh, the results were based off what I put into it, which was not much. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out practice
0: does in fact make perfect. As as you're famous for saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, enough about that. Um, what else was it? Let me get back on my Omni Outliner. Any sort of follow up, follow out, follow in. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of it. Especially, I one thing. Well, well, I, I assume we'll dip into the politics later. So we'll get we'll get to this. One thing I have been wondering about because I've been feeling a little restless and probably that. Probably, part of that is probably the mediocre marathon results um i want to know this is kind of a technology topic more of like a lifestyle topic but what do you what do you have a strong preference for like your travel gear like every time i hear the um the ads for the away suitcase i always feel like i should replace my 15 year old um carry-on that i haven't ever upgraded or replaced. like do you do you have any go-to travel gear do you have a suitcase you like uh, and where, where are your favorite, um, like mini vacation places to go? These are fantastic questions. I love this topic. Say so <laughs> it. Let's, let's, let's get into this. So we can, can we restructure the show and, and throw that marathon stuff somewhere in the middle so that we have a, yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. I know. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll rearrange and fix it. Cut, most, cut, cut, most
1: of this out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> insert your new co-host. <laughs> i hear uh spicer's free oh yeah we should we should get him on friend friend of the pod Jeez, um, don't don't get me started
0: um okay no, no tra- travel gear that's let's, let's stay on track i like this
1: so uh oh, god where do we even where do we start with this do you have an away suitcase um, no i do you well hold on well so... I know you're gonna go into a big thing, or like I appreciate you're excited about this, but like what do you think a carry on should cost? Is the away suitcase overpriced? Because that is my main question about all this. No. It's not so I think I mean this
0: is sort of I guess an obvious answer, but it's the truth. There suitcases have a just a crazy wide range of prices. You can get suitcases for well, well under a hundred dollars, even like sizes that are bigger than carry on size, so like a bag that you would you would have to check. Um but on the on the flip side, you could spend twice the amount that a, a away suitcase costs. So in some ways I guess the away suitcase is somewhere in the middle ish. Maybe skewing a little bit on the high end of the middle, but but no, it's it's not a it's not a ridiculous price to pay. Um and I do not have one, but I likewise desperately want one but i think for me and maybe we'll just get into this now i I was gonna get to it later but this travel gear stuff is a little tricky because there's a lot of stuff that i want or want to replace what i currently have but i think you and i are in the same boat where the reality is i just i don't travel a ton i travel i travel a decent amount but like not Not to the point, like for me, so like, let's start, I guess let's start with the, the carry on, uh, suitcase. So I have a, uh, Kirkland bag (laughs) that, well, you laugh, but no, I um, don't, but I, so they, so I bought, um, the, one of their bags year, years and years and years ago and, sometime maybe around five or six years ago they came out with a newer version of it so the the version i originally had only had two wheels it was all soft material on the outside it was a, a very very m- kind of minimalist bag and then when they came out with this update which is the one that i still have now it has four wheels which man it, going from two wheels to four wheels night and day and it's got a hmm. Okay, well let's, we'll come back to that. And it's got sort of like a hard shell on the the backside of it, which
1: which I really like. But what don't what don't you like about four wheels? I it seems like there's too much non deliberate movement.
0: Ah man, being able just to carry the suit or like roll the
1: suitcase next to you as you're walking along, pretty pretty great. But you can you can pull it behind you. You can push it ahead of you. I, I don't see the I don't see the value in this. Okay. Huh. Okay.
0: Well. Anyway, so that, I mean that's that's a, I bring up the the travel or the carry on suitcase because it was kind of what you started with, and I think it illustrates the point that I'm trying to get at, which is mm-hmm. the away suitcase would unquestionably be an upgrade over what I currently have, and I would do it if I traveled more. I mean, that, that's how I just, we've talked about this on the show, this is how I justify upgrading my iPhone every year, because I use the heck out of my iPhone every day, all day. But like, I just don't, I don't travel a ton. So upgrading my carry-on bag when my current one is perfectly fine
1: does, just doesn't really make a ton of sense. So does yours have all the compartments and everything the way you'd like it? Like, how many times a year do you, do you fly? Four? probably Uh, more than that probably six to eight okay so it's it's, so you don't you currently don't think it's worth it for something that you use every other month no okay i don't think so Hmm. because i I do really like that kirkland bag um
0: it's yeah it it has just about all the compartments you would want um do they still sell it i don't know yeah it's a good
1: i they might was it if you have uh, to ballpark it.
0: Like a hundred dollars, I think. Hmm. Um
2: yeah, that's a good price.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, like I mean, so, you know, a couple of the features on like the the away suitcase, which are both really appealing, which is the built in laundry bag and the built in USB charger. Again, super cool, but like the reality is I I bought a travel laundry bag for like $7 on Amazon at some point a couple of years ago. And I already have a USB battery pack and I don't consider it to be all that burdensome just to pull it out of my backpack and charge stuff. So the nice part is that it has a separate shoe compartment. Um, I, well, I mean, I guess so my, the, the bag that I have, this curriculum bag has a, a separate compartment from the main compartment that you could very easily put shoes in. Hmm. I guess I don't know exactly how that compares to the Away suitcase, but, um, but anyway, so, so I guess maybe enough with carry on luggage, unless, unless you had something else.
1: Uh, no, that was mainly it. But also, do you remember, um, do any of their podcast advertisements have discount codes or is it all probably just like expedited shipping? Cause I don't remember. I don't think they've sponsored anything in a while. So I think, yeah, no, I think typically, I think
0: shipping is free, um, for all orders. And I think the code that like upgrade uses is like $20 off. Something like that.
1: Uh, that's not all right. Yeah. The red one looks nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And if I, if I did get,
0: if I did get one of these, um, I would not get just a straight like black or gray. I would, I would probably get like green or something.
1: Let's see. Does the code upgrade work? It does. Oh, you got 20 bucks off. Okay. Good
0: call. Yeah. Yeah. um, okay so for for the rest of the kind of my travel gear philosophy um there's kind of a one stop shop, which is the the wire cutter's best gear for travel article, which actually i, I just i pulled it up now because we'll put it in the notes it was actually just updated today, apparently, so uncanny timing on your part bringing this up hmm. um but when I went on my first european trip two years ago that was where i and i not only that but i had it was kind of two vacations back to back i was taking i was gonna be gone for like three weeks and so i doubt i did sort of use that as an opportunity to justify um getting some better travel gear and just about everything i've bought um since then i you know i kind of continue to to use on each trip um couple of the key things i think are the um the what, what kind of category do they have it under here do they call it just the toiletry kit
2: um
0: yeah the to- it's considered a uh, yeah a toiletry kit okay um I cannot recommend the one that they recommend more where so the way this thing works is it actually has like a little hook on it and then when you open it if you can hook it onto like a towel rack or a doorknob or anything, like when you check into a hotel or Airbnb or wherever you're staying, this thing then just hangs up right there on the wall and has a bunch of super easily accessible compartments, folds up really compact, super, super nice. So I think that good, good toiletry bag is key. Okay. Um, I think noise canceling headphones are really important if you're flying mm-hmm. qc25s
2: mm-hmm.
0: well so i i i have the qc what do i have the 30 or the is it 35? 35 35s it? are the ones that hurt your head
1: or the okay
2: yeah are those, little...
0: the, those are the ones that i have but i really i actually have come around to liking them quite a bit but for me regardless of what you're flavor is noise canceling headphones are are the way to go because like regular ear pods or whatever just don't
1: cut it on a plane yeah the the engine roar and the children options or the uh, uh, sonic influences is 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 challenging so no uh, noise canceling headphones are a must um and then of
0: course you know like other things so i i have just a um a bag. I think actually, if that's uh, yeah. So I have. If you're on this wire cutter page, they mm-hmm. have a wire slash gadget organizing organization system that they recommend. So I I have this, Um and so basically I just have that packed at all times. It's like my 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 travel go bag where I've just got a you know I've got a USB battery pack. I've got a little two port Aki USB. Um, little block that I can plug into the wall and, you know, have two USB ports that I can plug into. It's got a lightning cable. It's got an Apple watch cable, kind of all just like the staples. Um, and that's really nice because then I don't, I don't ever have to
1: remember to bring my phone charger or anything like that. So that is one thing I do want to call out in, and, and I, in, and I travel less than you, but having a separate two or three port uh, USB charger and having a separate standalone Apple watch and lightning cable that are dedicated only for travel is a really wise idea. The
0: particularly the, the Apple watch cable is kind of,
1: you feel kind of dumb, <laughs> but, uh, um, well, no, not having to dig behind the bed ever, like on like the morning of your travel is like, that's, I just mean, cause those cables are stupidly expensive, but, oh yeah.
0: um, but yeah, no, it's, it's worth it. Um, yeah, I, I very much enjoy just having my electronics, packed and ready to go. And same thing goes with that toilet toiletry bag, where, you know, not only is it super convenient with the way that it works, but I also really like the idea of just having a bag that, you know, outside of occasionally refilling some of the toiletries in there, I, I never really have to think about. It's always just kind of ready to go. Um I've definitely focused in recent trips to packing lighter. I definitely used to pack too many clothes, I think. And I've kind of focused on really like mapping out, okay, like, you know, three nights, four days, whatever the trip is, like, I'm going to map out exactly what I'm going to wear each night,
1: each day, and only bring that and really nothing extra. That seems smart. How do you, how do you kind of like fight the, uh, the urge to overpack or, or worry that you won't be able to pick something up while you're over there? Just as becoming, you've become a more seasoned traveler. It just that's kind of closed in on itself.
0: There aren't many trips I take where, like, I'll be in a situation where I can't buy things whenever I arrive at where I'm going, so that's usually not an issue. And then you know, the other thing that I do now is always like a day or two
1: before try to make a list. Got it. Uh, and do you, do you have a travel else. checklist that you go through before you travel, or do you just remember everything? I,
0: so that is probably part of the process that I, that I could improve and would be willing to maybe invest in a, a new tool or something. But no, right now I just sort of have a, a project in OmniFocus just called packing lists. And mm-hmm. whenever I, safe. yeah, whenever I book a trip, I'll, you know, put a action in there that'll have this, the name of the trip. And then As I think about things, which typically doesn't really start happening until a couple of days before the trip, I'll start adding what I want to pack. But, you know, what's kind of silly about that is um, the things that I'm bringing every trip, so like that toiletry bag and the gadget bag, like I, I have to like enter those, you know, like for each trip as opposed to just like entering it into a system once and then having those like automatically... Pop up whenever I set up a new trip. Got it. So it's not like the most efficient system, but
1: um, usually works okay. Yeah. And you you haven't messed around with the OmniFocus automation, have you? I I'm not familiar with this. So there are certain AppleScript plugins that you can get for OmniFocus where, you, like, I have a, a a folder of projects that are called just like reference lists where on demand I can click a button that recreates like my travel or my like a uh, weekly like apartment cleaning list so that I automatically have a brand new project with everything I need to do. And you can kind of refine that list over time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah we so should, if you, if we you should, we find that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? I think that's mainly it. Well, like, well, like, are there any, uh, I hate the stupid life hacks terms, but are there any, like, things that you found that has made travel a lot easier or any, yeah, like, do you, do you use these, these like, packing cubes and stuff like that? Oh,
0: oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Yes, I do. So part of, uh, I feel like two years ago when I was preparing for that, those, that three week trip, I bought, like, everything on this best gear for travel page um yeah I, I did buy some packing cubes i so some people are like they swear by them it's like there's life before packing cubes and there's life after packing cubes i'm i'm not quite that way i, I think they're really nice but I, I think my general take on them is people seem to really think that they save you a ton of space and may, maybe that's true but I more get the impression that I'm not necessarily saving a ton of space, but rather I'm just staying more organized, which I do like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't love them, but I, I do like them and, and do use them.
1: Okay. And do you have a preferred kind?
0: I've bought a couple of different types, and um, the Amazon basic ones are are fine.
2: Got it. Let me see.
1: There was one last thing that actually uh because I I got this, there's an episode of Do By Friday, which is one of a podcast that Merlin does where they were talking about a lot of this stuff. And he had one thing that I wanted to get your your take on. Uh this thing. So his idea behind it, and I'm trying to see if it's worth the 25 bucks, is that it's a little thing where you just take it with you, it folds completely flat, but you can kind of make it into this little tray where you can always have a spot for like your wallet, your keys, and, and stuff like that, where you might leave it in a hotel room if you're not careful. Oh, that's that's smart. So it's The thing is, it's it's beyond impulse by territory, but it seems to make sense because if, yeah, it folds completely flat, and every time I travel, I'm always... Because one, like as people know from the show, I, I I'm nuts, but... Like I I will walk around a hotel room like four times trying to think like oh, shit what am I forgetting like what random like did I leave like my mobile hotspot somewhere do do I have like stray USB cables placed like do I have do I have my keys to get back in my house like what am I leaving behind and this seems like this would help with that yeah I I like this a lot yeah hmm yeah. okay yeah I'll have to think about this
0: okay cool
1: so yeah any other stuff um well the the
0: we'll have to revisit this. Uh, so i don't yet have it but um i tomorrow in fact have my global entry interview (laughs) which um part of global entry is you also get tsa pre-check so um my timing is i guess pretty good because the tsa just announced today that they are formally now going to require any electronics larger than a cell phone to be taken out of your bag and scanned separately similar to the policy around laptops um and that that will
1: not apply to tsa PreCheck members so yeah i keep debating on that just because um yeah i i have had tsa PreCheck for the past year but like global entry since chase waives the cost of it it feels like redundant to do it within a year but i probably should yeah i mean that
0: was sort of I kind of held out even on the idea of pre check for a while because I did the cost and also just because it seemed like a huge pain in the ass to do. But well, it has um, to be
1: less of a pain in the ass than taking off your shoes and
0: well, I mean, yeah. And so ultimately, you know, like, yeah, Chase reimburses the cost, so it didn't cost me anything. And because it's the internet, and of course, there is. So normally, when you go to sign up for an interview, it'll be like months and months and months away. Like global entry is even harder to get than TSA PreCheck is. And there is a um Twitter account that some bot that somebody set up that audit that tweets out when um new appointments become available because people are like canceling all the time. And so I I was following an account. Uh yeah, we'll 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 put that in the notes. Um and uh, I followed that account and was able to get an inter- interview slot like
1: two weeks after I, s- I signed up or something like that. Do you worry that one of the questions will be, have you ever had a podcast where you've said negative things about the president? <laughs> <laughs> I do worry a little bit about that, but, um, you know, if that comes up, then then so be it. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay, cool. So I'm probably going to get the away suitcase and then cuz you you've reassured me that it's not a horrible deal, which is most of what I wanted to know.
0: No, 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 you can spend you can spend a lot less than that, but you can also spend a lot more than
1: that. Yeah. It seems like that it's that way with everything. Like it seems like it's really tough unless you know about things to know if you're getting screwed on price cuz like in in the age of Amazon and all these cheap cheap goods flowing from Asia, like you can never really know if something is like what the good sweet spot is for quality and value because there's stuff that's always crazy overpriced in that like faux luxury market and then there's also the stuff that's just like super cheap crap that's going to fall apart in two seconds so well i part
0: of what you can tell yourself at least this is how i would justify buying an away suitcase is that thing's also going to last you forever
1: so and jason endorses it so he he, he's 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 He's, he's he's bought two of them i think yeah and and uh, Mike uh, Mike has one, and he says it's probably covered in stickers. Although, well, okay, I, that's
0: not that's not entirely fair because it, it's is, a valid strategy. Because yeah, 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 yeah. But that th- is the, the, the one. <laughs> the one criticism I might have of that that Kirkland bag is. So I mean, it is a carry on bag, so usually I carry it on with me. But you know, occasionally there'll be a need to check it, and. It is it's a pretty generic looking bag. And it's just black and gray, so it's sometimes it's a little hard to spot when it's coming through baggage claim. So that's where like having a,
1: a different colored bag would be kind of nice. Yeah, I think I'll maybe I'll throw the relay sticker on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that that'd be all right. And Away has one of those new like you know the the Casper style use it for like we have an extended return policy type thing. Don't yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, well, I saw I saw one um kind of in the wild for the first time recently. I thought I would have seen one before, but just the, the last trip I took, I saw one for the first time and it's
1: pretty pretty sharp. Nice. <laughs> Was the person wearing an upgrade t-shirt? <laughs> I did not did not notice. No. Okay. Uh cool. All right, well, thank you for the insight and uh I will take some of that back and y- yeah, uh Yeah, would kind of kind of just highly recommend that that wire cutter page that's that's got just about everything you need my only issue is that i feel like i would probably buy a bunch of stuff i don't actually need because like well yeah that's that's you got it's where you got to be careful
2: yeah
1: is there a way that i can like make you like it's like an expense report where, or where you're the approver on all stuff where you can be like, no, you don't <laughs> actually need that or no there's a cheaper version of those stop wasting the company's money there there's 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 probably some value in you and I kind of doing that for each other. Again, old Carlos is, is dead, uh, except for something we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, stupid Dave Zatz. Um, I'll show you a thing offline because we're going to talk about it next week because it's not going to arrive yet. But I hate when people post stuff on Twitter of, like a, of like some new product or some way they're using something. And then you're like, oh, this, this is actually pretty great and I should do the same thing. So there's something related to the Echo that I think you'll probably end up buying if I link you to it. So I'll wait until the show's over. Okay. Um okay, cool. And then the last part of that question was um uh like do you have any like go to places? Like where you like you like do you have any do you have any short like not visiting family, but just like you need to to get away like so places. Like do you have any cities you like? Uh, oh, yeah. That, that's a good question, too. Um, love Sonoma. Big, big. Kind of no, sorry. Sonoma. But like, sorry, outside of California, because now I'm somebody who oh. who loves like if I if I need to get out, I'll go to Santa Cruz or Monterey or Santa Barbara or um, that kind of thing. But out, out of state.
2: um,
0: Well, well I mean, <laughs> Las Vegas is like the only place that I All right, like, Never mind. I, I regret <laughs> I asked. It, like, like if you're asking about a place that I go to regularly out of state, or, or like,
1: have you had any places like, 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 let's say uh Portland, Seattle, Salt Lake City, like any any place like uh not on the East Coast? Any places you like? Oh, I, th- I thought I thought this was like a, a regular go to spot. Well, no, because I assume that's always just going to be like San Diego or Orange County or places where you have family or a okay. reason to go.
0: I see. Um, Austin's fantastic. I've been there twice and have really enjoyed it. That's a super, super
1: fun city. Okay. But isn't Austin like just hot Portland? Kind (laughs) of? Um, I mean,
0: so the first time I went was in September and yes, it was like 110 (laughs) degrees with 90% humidity. Um, yeah, you're not selling it. You you should not be on the tour. Well, but the, board. The, the second time I went was in October, and the the weather was much more pleasant.
1: Okay, what is there to do there, other than barbecue? Which sounds like a hell of a reason to go. Yeah, the food the food is fantastic.
0: So that that is a big reason to go. Um, you know, Sixth Street is is a lot of fun. Um it's you know it you got to know what you're getting yourself into i would take a guess and say that you might not enjoy it quite as much i have no uh, idea
1: what that actually is so give me give me a quick read on it
0: it's a well so i i the first time i went to austin i the way it was was like i went to austin in september and then i had gone to new orleans just two months prior to that and so it was kind of like a good point of comparison and the best way that I would describe 6th Street is a less crazy version of Bourbon Street. Like there's there's definitely a lot of comparisons you could make, but it's it's not it's not as crazy as Bourbon Street is. Um
1: yeah, I think enough said.
0: Well, but 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 an area you would really enjoy is it's called Rainy Street. And this is um an area that it's a it's a bunch of bars and kind of lounges, much quieter, much more laid back than Sixth Street. And what's neat is that all of the bars are old homes, so they're they're all like converted houses. So there's like there's like a super modern one. There's like one that almost looks like a haunted house. There's it's all kinds of like really cool buildings. Um. And yeah that 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 would be that would be more your
1: jam and that that was certainly more more of what I was into when I was there. Is Austin still a Lyft only city? Not that that would discourage me in any way, but I want a, a random so the, yeah, word the, related to the part. The first time I
0: went, Uber was definitely there, but the second time I went, yeah, I I don't think Uber was there. Got we were, I, I rented a car the second time I was there though, so I didn't I didn't really pay close attention
1: okay cool good to know have you been to portland or seattle before seattle yes portland no got it uh definitely def
0: portland's definitely on the list though cool all right
1: well thanks for that insight sure appreciate it
2: yeah that's what i'm here for
1: all right okay let's do some quick follow-up then we'll talk about uh the demise of democracy, and we'll we'll talk about some T-word stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, long-standing uh, follow-up related to Adobe Flash. It will officially die in 2020. Uh, we'll see if we outlive it. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm surprised that Adobe is actually going to, like, ultimately say that they won't be supporting it after a certain period of time. Like, I assume it would have been one of those things that's just like. Uh, perpetual vulnerability for software kind of like java will be for like the next two decades
2: mm.
0: it's uh it's it's one of those things that it's just it's it's amazing to think back just a handful of years ago to when people were just perplexed the doomed yeah yeah they were perplexed the iphone didn't have flash and it's 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 incredible where we are now compared to where we were then.
1: Well, the thing is, I think like that wasn't necessarily a wrong idea. Like, because the problem is that like people thought that like Apple just wasn't supporting it out of spite and that it just wasn't like a wasn't, it was just like a completely elective thing. But then when they saw the way that Adobe tried to shoehorn flash on Android and they saw how slow and, Horribly, it just didn't mesh with a, a touchscreen environment. Where just even if you tried really hard to support it and you didn't think that like this isn't the future, it was also just a really crappy experience, period. So I think it was kind of like a two fold uh knockout or like death punch or whatever it is. So anyway, Flash is doing dying very soon. Uh, other minor uh follow up. Did you see that picture I sent you of Amazon? Apparently, now takes pictures when they deliver your packages. I did. So, what what's your read on that? Is that only if it's delivered by an Amazon direct person? I, I assume it would have to be. So I I don't know I, I
0: I guess I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think that I've ever had this happen to
1: me um well what percentage of your packages do you do you say are ups versus amazon logistics or whatever the hell it's called seems
0: like it's more and more amazon logistics
2: yeah
1: um
0: but yeah i don't i because because we're in an apartment building maybe it's a little different but yeah i just don't i don't think i've had this pop up on my account um seems interesting though yeah, like it it seems potentially a little weird, but at the same time um we use a uh like a, a dry cleaning service that that comes and picks up your clothes and drops them off and they do this. And they actually they they text you the picture they take. Um which at first again thought was kind
1: of weird, but it it actually is it's it's pretty nice to to have. Cool. So yeah, it's it's nice that Amazon keeps trying to iterate and kind of find new new ways to improve the experience or, or whatever it would happen to be. Because so I think that is one of the big issues, like is confidence in their own, like in-house shipping service. And this is maybe one additional way where you're like, oh, where's the package? And at least that way you would know like, oh, they left it at the side door, or something like that. All right. And I think last bit of follow-up is that... Um, Google Play Music is making a CarPlay-compatible app, which is one of the first um, first applications by Google that will ever support that. It's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think, interesting, um, not so much for Google Maps, but rather just, you know, what else it might mean for Google rolling out additional apps and, you
2: know, some follow-up to the follow-up. Um, what do we call that? Is that follow up squared? Um,
0: anyway, (laughs) um, thought you were going to help me out there. I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, just today, Google announced that Waze,
1: I know you're not a big Waze guy, but a lot of people are. I, um, I I kind of am, and and like, okay. that, and the news I, you're about to talk about makes me want to dust off my Android phone. I I didn't I I thought you said you couldn't get into the Waze lifestyle, didn't didn't you say that at some point? Well, well, we'll talk about this after.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So so Waze is coming to um, what what is it called? Android Car? Android Auto. Android. Sorry, I should have seen that coming. Android Auto. Um, so it you know positive signs that maybe google and perhaps others are going to kind of start embracing the the in-car google and apple solutions and i mean part of it kind of makes sense right because like it kind of has to just be like relatively recently where CarPlay and Android Auto are, like, available in an even semi-respectable number of cars to, like, justify the extra work that it would take to to make your app compatible with those systems.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah. It, it, it like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think Apple tried really hard to push a lot of people into it, and I think Google has been maybe less forceful with it and android auto has been kind of a really a back burner type feature but i think no most of the gm um hyundai and vw and audi um cars have had it for like the 2017 model year and newer so it's probably in the hands of enough people where especially for android their first party app uh weighs not having an android auto feature uh companion application seems like a glaring omission so that's cool and then yeah for me like ways is kind of it's weird like i don't know like the whole interface and like the little like uh driver social network thing is kind of kind of weird for me and also sometimes ways is just way too aggressive on weird like time saving back roadsy detours where yeah it, it's it's not my preferred method but to each their own and I, I would say it, it's good about
0: ninety to ninety five percent of the time, but it it has definitely it has definitely led me astray
2: before. Yeah,
0: and, and no, no navigation app is perfect, so it's hard to fault it for that. But it, it's yeah,
1: it's de- definitely not perfect. Yeah, I'd use it over Apple Maps. Well, yes, and also for, <laughs> not to throw you under the throw you under the bus, but. Uh, I, I do want to remind people that you were super, uh, you were a very, lo- a very big um, Apple Maps cheerleader for a while, and it is genuinely
0: not good. Remember the time where I used Apple Maps and not OmniFocus?
1: Remember, remember those days? Yeah, it was a dark time. I'm glad you've come around to, <laughs> or I've, I've somehow finally influenced you. Yes, like I am the. No, I, I can't even think about. Sorry. I'm the Joe Biden to your Barack Obama. No, that's too kind. I
0: wish I wish we had memes as good as them. Yeah, I like the... What was, what was the Wi-Fi password one? <laughs> uh, something about Biden not giving a guest the Wi-Fi password.
1: I think it was like he wouldn't give Trump the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, hold on. Let me send this to you. You can choose whether you want to put it in the show notes or not, because I'm not going to read this out loud, but... <laughs> Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll we'll put this. We'll no, put no, this I in. I wouldn't.
1: You wouldn't put this in the notes. <laughs> no, it's a bit too. Okay. Even though it's basically what our president has said, but I, I would I would recommend people have turn safe search off and put and, in and Google Wi Fi password Biden meme.
0: Oh yeah, the the URL's a little okay. Yeah, no, we'll we'll we won't put this in the notes. But yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty good. Of all the memes, though, this that's my the favorite. Picture that's used. Mm-hmm. This, this is the one in the Oval Office where Biden's got his hands crossed and he's kind of just like looking over to Obama, and Obama's got his eyes closed and his face in his hands, and it's
1: it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta send you one more again because I I have to feel happy today just for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was one, that pretty good too. That's very that's very clean and family friendly. Yeah. Uh ah, good times. Okay. Uh actually let's let's use this quick time to talk about politics. Do you mind? Uh no, please. Okay. So, uh I think in the past 5 days, uh Sean Spicer uh, has quit over the appointment of uh is it Andrew or Anthony Scarmucci as the uh communications director. Uh, our president has uh, decided to make sure we know that he is a very devout Christian. Uh, transgender people are banned from the military now, apparently. Uh, and John McCain rushed back from uh, receiving expert medical treatment to help uh, facilitate the uh, repeal of health care for up to 26 million Americans. So I'm, I'm
0: going to make a, a joke about this, but then I'm going to get serious about it for a second. Okay. So don't don't forget about his beleaguered attorney general. Mm-hmm. Um, but but jokes aside, the point I want to make here: one of the things I've been most frustrated by the last couple of days, and Nate, this is I very much get this from Nate Silver. The media has just done a horrific job of covering the session stuff, and versus covering the healthcare stuff. Like if if you've been paying attention the last forty eight hours regularly the president's tweets and comments about sessions have been what's been at the top of the page or on the bottom scroll on cable news while me, you know meanwhile you know the senate has open debate on healthcare and is startling, startlingly close to actually passing something which is far more important than trump being a bully to his attorney general so come on, media, get your, get your heads out of your ass and start covering what actually matters. Yeah, I think it's a challenge, but <sighs> yeah, I'm not. Now, if you know, I, like, I, I, I certainly agree that if Trump were to take this to the next logical step and actually fire Sessions, then that's a, that's a different story, but for now, it's just a bunch of empty tweets. So, you know, cover cover the policy. Don't don't cover don't cover the tweets. That's my point.
1: Well, but would would I even would I even mind if Sessions was fired? Because right now, today, another another story beyond the uh transgender people aren't people and are not willing are not welcome to serve in the military anymore uh based off a president who uh skipped military service by uh saying he had bone spurs and saying i believe uh he what was it he said uh chlamydia was his own personal vietnam is that a thing that was a thing right i'm not making that up right i i i don't know what you're
0: talking about
1: are you serious okay hold on uh let me uh let me send you a link It's amazing. I can't even believe it. I've been so lucky in terms of that whole world. It is dangerous. It's a dangerous world out there. It's like Vietnam, sort of. It's my personal Vietnam. I feel like a great and very brave soldier. Trump said in an interview interview with Howard Stern asked how he handled making sure he wasn't contracting STDs. Dear Lord. Sorry, I thought that one was super widespread, but um. Yeah, maybe it was, and I've just tried to block it out. Yeah, what a piece of shit. So, yeah, so then we have Jeff Sessions or or the uh, Department of Justice or whatever um, the—now arguing that the um, Civil Rights Act does not apply to uh, uh, gay individuals for employment protection. So that's good. So I actually wouldn't mind if if Sessions was removed. Well, I'm—yeah,
0: I'm I'm no fan of Sessions. I guess I mean it more in the context that— Trump would do something along the lines of firing sessions, make a resource, re, recess appointment of a new attorney general who would then either impede or shut down the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. That Then, that's that's the story.
1: But, but for now, let's focus on healthcare. <laughs> so what do you think would actually happen if he um, fired Mueller?
0: Well, I, I sent you that um Nate Silver article this morning and maybe we'll we'll put that in the notes as well. Um and that's sort of sort of what he talks through, which is that it seems like that or if the investigation continues and ultimately finds something um that's going to be the, you know, that's going to be the million dollar question
1: is kind of like what's the what's the red line? Well, specifically, I I want to know what is – yeah, what is the red line with Republicans where they will eventually – like – I just want to know, like, w- when is enough enough? Because I assume there's probably maybe 20% of elected officials are just as fringy and, like, just don't care and believe a lot of what he says or or – think that he's a means to an end to get what they want done but for everybody else like what when when does it stop because this this has been a particularly
2: bad week and i i just i'm i'm kind of losing it you haven't already lost it no i was holding it together for a while (laughs) um i just don't fucking know anymore um yeah.
1: All right. Do you want to talk about some fun stuff, though? Uh, let's do it. Re- sorry, related to politics. Is is there fun stuff anymore? The only good part about this. So one, I I really I do want SNL to come back because I want Melissa McCarthy to do one final thing. With with oh, she, I think
0: I think she will.
1: They have to. Yeah. But also, um, the Wall Street Journal story about the stolen mini fridge. It's. <laughs> um
2: kind of the best thing let me uh hold on let me where is it? i need a fast internet connection um this is the uh the
0: headline
1: is um uh, like well, this is actually this is a i let's try to find the so actual. i have the i have the original up here so the um the title from the Wall Street journal son Spicer faced a myriad of obstacles during the dramatic uh, dramatic Dramatic White House rise and fall. So we have uh, the lead of the story is less than a month into his new job, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer needed to keep his food and drink cold. So he wanted a mini fridge. He dispatched a top aide to a nearby executive office building where junior research employees are crammed into a room surviving on lean cuisine, frozen lunches. Mr. Spicer wants your icebox, the aide said. (laughs) According to people familiar with the incident, they refused to give it later that evening spicer was seen traveling across the white house lawn with a mini fridge <laughs> <laughs> so as usual and i don't know how to link to this or how to search for it because it, it is very difficult to uh, to to search for darth's photoshops not to yeah. fault him for it, but i wish they were somehow tagged cuz it's really it's 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 tough to find right cuz i can't just type spicer bush darth uh white house lawn into into twitter and it or and it bring me the thing i want when he like he he he. Direct messages people so frequently that his yeah his accounts difficult to look back on the history of you yeah, know he's doing the Lord's work so I can't complain but right but it's pretty good that's been the only fun part of this week amidst a whole mess of everything um and then uh, Scaramucci the new comms director uh deleted a whole bunch of uh, anti-Trump tweets out of transparency. Um, this week, which is pretty great, and then there's one last thing
0: because you know once you once you delete Twitter posts, they're gone forever. Nobody nobody can ever access them again.
1: That's a great great thing about the internet. And the last thing I'm going to share is a uh, in an interview with a Christian broadcasting network. uh, Someone asked Donald Trump, uh, "Who is God to you?" So his direct answer was. Well, I say, God is the ultimate. You know, you look at this. Here we are on the Pacific Ocean. How did I ever own this? I bought it 15 years ago. I made one of the great deals they say ever. I have no mortgage on it, as I will certify and represent to you. And I was able to buy this and make a great deal. That's what I want to do for the country, make great deals. We have to. We have to bring it back. But God is the ultimate. I can't take it. All want uh, right. we'll talk about some T-word stuff. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. The first topic on my list is is related to to our president. So apparently there could be some three new big big big
2: Apple plants. Bigly. So what is this? Because if if Apple, so remember, sorry,
1: let's give some context, people. Remember when the Mac Pro like this weird hasn't been updated in 1200 days, Mac pro that was when Apple said they were going to manufacture their first computer in the United States. Apparently it was, it was the computer they sold the least of like in the history of the entire company. But apparently the president is saying that Tim Cook and Apple have, have committed to opening three big, big, beautiful new manufacturing plants in the United States in, in the coming months. So, so what is this? I, I mean, it's
0: it's one of two things, really. I mean, it, it's either this is true and this is happening, and it's kind of a weird mistake on Cook and Apple's part to tell this to Trump and not think that he was just going to be immediately spouted out before they had the chance to... To send the message and get get their message out there, or this is just a bunch of crap, and, and now Trump has put Cook and Apple in in a bad spot, very very rightly or wrongly, I mean wrongly, but um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, sorry that, to interrupt.
1: I'm, I'm uh, again not to just read quotes all day. I said, and this is the president speaking. I said, you know, Tim, unless you start building your plants in this country. I won't consider my administration an economic success, Trump told the Wall Street Journal. He called me and he said they're going forward. And uh, during the campaign, Trump said that he would get Apple to build their damn computers and things in this country instead of other countries. So this whole thing rings totally untrue because even if Apple was ready to do this— If they're making this gigantic, extraordinary capital investment in a country that's going to cost way more than manufacturing their things in any other country, they would want to do that very strategically, and they'd want to do that in a way that benefits the most, and they would get the most marketing and goodwill value that they possibly ever could. So why on earth would they allow the president to use it as just some throwaway line? Right. Like, this, this is absolutely insane. Like uh Foxconn, who is a uh large supplier for Apple, is actually apparently going to invest in a uh, in a factory in Wisconsin, which I don't know if that's what this is related to, but this whole thing is just is it's just a mess and and Twitter has been having a field day over just um like m g. Siegler and a few others have done some pretty good jokes about just kind of what 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 types of uh potted house plants. Right. Is going to be uh, investing in in the United States. They might they might put them in hot Portland. Who knows? Yeah, that that was. I saw some of those. Those were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that's that's mainly it. Uh, related. Did you? And I know this was this was a big ask of you, as as they say in, in certain circles. Did you watch Planet of the Apps? Any episodes? Absolutely not. All right. I'm going to force you. on <laughs> No. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record and say that that I demand my 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 number two. The only the only thing worse than my TV debt is my podcast debt.
0: And forty eight minutes of your time. No, I I refuse. I I
1: absolutely refuse. Okay, listeners, I'm gonna give you homework, and you have to watch one of the first five episodes of Planet of the Apps. And it's okay if Ryan doesn't want to. I'm but... I'm
0: also not I'm also not an Apple Music subscriber anymore. It it it
1: it fell, it. It's easy to find a truck that has a that it has a back door that they didn't really seal up very tightly. I I can help. I can aid you in finding a copy no. that fell off the back of a truck. No.
0: I think that the first episode is just available
1: for free, though, right? Maybe, but you, I have watched five episodes of this piece of crap, and you have to watch at least. No, one. that's don't. That's your mistake, not mine. No, you're you're <laughs> gonna watch this on me. You're gonna watch one of
0: these? I'm not. You are. Why? So why? Why would I?
1: Because you have to know if you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. I'm. I'm definitely gonna hate it. You don't know that. Again, like I said before, it could either be Moscato or it could be Rosé, and you don't know which of the two it is yet. Well, I happen to enjoy both of those. Oh come on. I'm. I'm not gonna apologize for that. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. Next time you're at the French Laundry, I'm going to give you a, a fun dip to go along with your your Cabernet, because <laughs> that's basically what Moscato is. Um. All right. Well, that yeah. I mean, so what, what did you what did you want to talk about that? And, uh, no, no. We'll talk. We'll talk about it next week when you've watched it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you will have watched it because because you, you're 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 um you're dedicated to this program. All right. So. Oh, uh, all right where else do you want to go with this Soul shows off off so <laughs> this, this is a weird one
0: <laughs> they're all kind of weird in their in their own special way
1: no we had two good ones in a row we were due for a bad one <laughs> you can just put the travel stuff up front and just be like and put a little marker that just says you don't have to listen to the rest of this okay yeah we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll put that in all right what else do we have Um, well, we, so we like the other things we've got
0: in the the notes here are are carefully curated notes, um, Microsoft earnings, um, no need to dive into all the numbers. I think if folks want to do that, they can look at the Ars Technica article that'll be in the notes, but the, the headline of this Ars Technica article, I think captures what I think is kind of one of the more interesting takeaways is that, um, Office 365 revenue has officially surpassed traditional license revenue. and that's you know it, it just it's a it's not a surprise but it's just a a testament to microsoft's ability to transition the way they have over
1: the last few years it's it's pretty it's pretty commendable so they figured out what adobe did and in a, and a few others that yeah subscription revenue versus perpetual licenses for their most valuable software is going to be the most um sensible way to move forward in terms of licensing for both consumers and businesses. Um, So that's actually pretty interesting because you, um, if you look at each of their earnings releases over the past, like probably probably the past 10 quarters, you just see how much the influence of windows is shrinking and that was not gonna be the future for them. So the big bets that Balmer actually for his credit in a lot of ways and things that Satya Nutella has doubled down on um, have been actually fairly successful so that Azure and the cloud services and the move to subscription licensing for Microsoft office have actually been really successful. That's what's made Adobe uh, tons of money and has moved away and has mitigated a lot of the piracy problem that they were experiencing. So it's, it's a pretty sound strategy and it's, it's probably not what most people would have predicted 10 years ago from Microsoft back when we were in the days of thinking of Microsoft in a um, like a windows versus OS 10 type lens. Like I think most people in 2007 would not have thought of Apple as being a solid second to Amazon in terms of a cloud computing play and a company that sold Microsoft office at $10 a month per seat. So, I mean, it's it, it's been a very interesting and actually like a, a, a very successful transformation of the company and the stock i think is at like an all-time high as well yeah i was just gonna bring that up that's it's amazing
0: i mean microsoft stock was flat forever and it it's yeah it's it's really made a made a run now
1: yeah and then a couple of like tangentially related things uh windows phone is finally dead and apparently uh uh, a columnist from Bloomberg uh, made made the case or or, or highlighted the data that uh, keeping Windows Phone alive for another year actually led to like a an overall tax benefit that made <laughs> the existence of of that platform worthwhile to them, which is interesting and sad and weird, but kind of cool. Um, and then, what were the other bright spots? Is Surface is is, is Surface an overall net positive for them right now?
0: So surface was, was up, um, try to find the exact numbers. Um, uh, no, sorry. So sur- sur- oh, I, that's, that's what this was. Sur- surface revenues were down compared to last quarter, but only by 2%. So surface revenue is falling less rapidly. <laughs>
1: well i think well also they haven't introduced many key products like like surface studio and the surface pro 4 and a lot of other things were introduced last quarter and right now the surface laptop which actually seems to be fairly well liked for the for the price point that it's at i don't know like i think that's not too bad since we're not in a big computer buying season like this is the back to school season so next quarter might be more indicative for that type of of how successful that is well, the point the point
0: that's made here is the Surface Pro and the Surface Laptop were only available for the last two weeks of the quarter that was being reported.
1: yeah yeah. So pretty interesting. Do they have any? How's is, how's is Microsoft's gaming business working? Um,
0: I don't
1: know if you have the data available, but like the the Xbox One S and just like the Xbox, uh, one generation in general has struggled behind PlayStation and they're not having the like the gangbusters quarter that nintendo just had with like 150% revenue growth with just impossible demand for the nintendo switch
0: also the r article doesn't really go into profits much with the gaming segment here but they say that gaming revenue was up 3% with an 11% increase in xbox software and services revenue and xbox live monthly active users was also up to 53 million
1: wow that's more than i would have expected
0: i mean it's what the i think it it's it's continues to be the story of this generation is coming into this generation everybody kind of thought that home consoles were dead and that this was going to be kind of the last big um, release for console hardware and i think the opposite's been true. I mean, the consoles are more popular than they've ever been, which is evidenced by the fact that even though Microsoft is sort of objectively second to Sony in this generation, they're still doing really well.
1: Yeah. And is do you, is Nintendo going Yeah, is Nintendo going to catch up with Switch demand anytime soon? Yeah, they say they're they're trying, but um but we'll see. And I know this is Probably an unfair question to ask, but like do you think any of it is artificial scarcity? Or do you think they're literally pumping out consoles as quickly as they humanly can?
0: I I I think they're probably
1: pumping out consoles as quickly as they can. Got it. Okay. Uh actually on that, this this probably seems like a logical place to start. Um did you read some of the new articles about um like there was this Christopher Nolan thing? related to netflix like kind of there's there's a couple of stories about kind of a new media so did you did you see the netflix thing i did um so his his case was so christopher nolan is is a is a movie director uh who made the batman movies and a couple and he made that dunkirk movie is that right that that's the the most recent one yeah yeah but he did make the batman movies right yes okay so he was saying that like he's he's been approached in in the past and he will not work with Netflix mainly because he is committed to the idea that theatrical releases and big screen movie experiences are too critical to be relegated to smartphones, tablets and small screens. Is that kind of the gist of it? Right. Yeah. Do do you think that's a a dated and uh on the way out opinion or do you think there's some merit to that I think it's a it's a dated out of date opinion
2: hmm interesting i disagree okay i mean i'm
0: not a uh, never ever going to be a fan of industries and people losing their jobs so if you know if the theaters are closing as a result of more movies going straight to netflix or whatever the case might be skipping traditional movie theaters in some way and people and theaters close and people lose their jobs as a result of that never going to cheer that or want that but i mean this this is one of those cases where this just sort of seems Like, inevitably, the way that technology and consumer behavior is going, and it kind of seems like any effort to the contrary is just trying to slow down an inevitable change.
2: So that I don't totally agree
1: with. Like, I mean, I have been almost completely unaware that Netflix has made original movies. Like, uh, their recent earnings releases, like is one of the first times I'd actually heard of it. Like, have you ever watched a Netflix original movie? I mean, I've watched Netflix original documentaries. No, no, but um, a, a Netflix original movie. Because apparently they've had, like, four... Because uh, I think this is even during, like, the Recode interview that Hastings did. Like, they've had, like, four big budget on Netflix first movies. Have you ever watched any of those? No. Yeah, like I, I don't like I I don't fault somebody like a who like because I assume he's like a very well respected and he only take takes on like top tier projects like a director like that thinking that like a theater first movie experience that has a window where people share that traditional like movie experience I don't think that's necessarily uh, an opinion that's that wrong I don't know like yeah i th- i th- I think for probably the next couple of decades that's not a bad i like guess not that's not that wrong. I think there are certain types of stories and films that are done a disservice by being on that type of platform first. I'm not saying the economics can't work but no, but I don't know. A, I th-
0: but a dis- but a disservice to whom i mean i to I'm- the viewer to the story, I see. I just that's bogus. I think because everybody's perception of a film and how they want to view that film—that's that's a completely personal thing. Like, don't, don't, don't sit there and tell me I'm watching a movie the wrong way. Like I'm watching a movie, however I want to watch the movie. Yeah, but a lot of times that could be wrong. <laughs> nah, like, I, I, I don't like that. Mm, and and do, don't, do, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like I I fully intend on watching Dunkirk, which is Nolan's current movie in the 70 millimeter IMAX showing that they have here at the Metreon in San Francisco. Like I, I definitely want to and intend on doing that. But like I'm not gonna sit there and tell somebody like, oh well if you waited to watch it on your HDTV at home, like you you did it wrong. Like I'm not I'm never gonna be that way. Like for me for me there's value in going and seeing it on an awesome big clear screen, but I'm not gonna judge people if they chose not to view it that way.
1: Well, so so, t- taking a little bit further, do you think that a big Hollywood company would be willing to take on a bet for a very expensive movie like that if they had to think, you know what, we're designing this movie to be viewed in a 16 by 9 format? on probably a 50-inch TV. But, oh, also, we have to think that a lot of people are going to be watching this on 4.7-inch phone screens. So let's make sure the cinematography matches that type of format. Like, I think if you're not designing for a theatrical-first format, that a lot of movies maybe won't be able to be made with that type of creative direction because they feel like that there's just not enough value given for that effort maybe but with
0: tv screens and phone screens and tablet screens getting better and better and better i don't know if i see that as being an issue
1: i don't know i, I agree with batman here <laughs> <laughs> uh oh well, yeah I, I don't know i i think this guy's right so yeah that's and also have you this, this is only vaguely related Every time I open the uh, Apple TV Netflix app, it seems like there's some new Netflix original series. Like, you, how much Netflix original TV do you actually watch? And does it always seem like there's just too much?
0: There definitely is too much. I, st- I still haven't watched the most recent season of House of Cards. Um, well, that, that you shouldn't fault yourself for. It's probably not very good. <laughs> um, no, there, there is a staggering amount of original Netflix content. And I, like, no, I, I, don't, I don't watch as much of
1: it as I'd like to. I'm I'm happy they're they're doing it, but like I, I was like, it seems like it was just a year ago where House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, and like that uh, Kimmy Schmidt's show were basically all that Netflix had that was original content, and now it seems like just every 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 three days there's like ten episodes of some brand new series that just disappears off the service really quickly, just because like if you, if it's like if you blink you miss it, and that just seems. Like who's watching this stuff? Over a hundred million subscribers. Yeah, I guess. Oh, like I I don't. I like it's an embarrassment of riches, but it's. It seems like stuff just never gets enough time in the limelight, just because there's so much stuff. Mm. Oh well, Uh, a couple other like new, like cable cutting slash new media things. Uh, you had a thing in here about split screen advertising. I think this was like a, an either like a Bill Simmons or MG Siegler, uh, uh, like golf thing. Well, so I, yeah, I actually noticed this, and then
0: um, as I was watching <clears throat> the British Open, and then pulled open Twitter, I saw that Bill Simmons had noticed this too, which I was kind of excited about. Which is, yeah, they, for the last hour or so of the broadcast, they, so there's this term in golf called play playing through, where you let the group behind you play, like basically pass you. And so they creatively used that term to say that they were going to play through the commercial. And what that meant was <laughs> they were, instead of just completely cutting away from the broadcast, they were going to put the broadcast on the right-hand side of the screen and then show ads on the left-hand side of the screen. I thought that was pretty effective. Um, The ad still had the focus. It was still where the audio was was coming from. And you didn't really feel like it was as big of a negative as you would normally associate with it
1: completely taking you away from the action. So, isn't this something that um I think like Fox Sports One and a few others were doing during this year's World Series, and if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the news networks did during the uh, political conventions maybe, yeah, maybe like it seems like a pretty decent strategy, like where i don't I don't mind branded content and that kind of stuff if it doesn't, but yeah, I'm much more likely to tune out if that becomes the focus of the screen, but if there's something to keep my attention on the other part like it seems like a decent bet where i don't think the advertiser would be upset that they're not getting the entirety of the experience just cuz like the overall like attention share that they're getting is probably higher right yeah seems smart yeah i thought i thought it was super effective i liked it a lot yeah uh on that note did you listen i listened to this i think yesterday uh because again, every once in a while, I'll rediscover the Bill Simmons podcast. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Did you listen to the episode he had about the history and future of ESPN? I did. That was really good. It was. Like, this guy, like, every time he does an episode where he doesn't talk about sports itself, but the business of sports, like, I wish there was some type of alternate feed where there were, he cut out all the ones where he talks to... Joe House or Cousin Sal or whatever. all those These are my, weird those names. are my two favorites. Uh, everyone, like, I try to comb through and be like, when is he not talking about the NBA? So that I can listen to this. But, yeah, those, uh, yeah. I wish there was an alternate feed where it was just like, we're talking about the industry or we're talking about we're talking to, like, a celebrity about something. Those are the absolute best. Like, he, he's, he's fantastic. But that particular episode about uh, ESPN with uh the guy who wrote the book about it and who was the other person? Do you remember? Uh I I don't I don't remember the there were two
0: others, right? I I don't remember the the names of the the guests on that episode.
2: Let's
1: see. Uh it was Jim Miller and Bill Curtis. Yeah. But no, that was a very very good episode talking about how ESPN negotiated the rights to tons and tons of very very expensive sports content uh content partnership deals because they felt the pressure from like Fox Sports 1 cuz Fox was giving it uh like a lot of like a big try once again and ESPN like in 2013 and 2014 just felt absolutely invincible cuz they were just printing money hand over fist and then they really didn't have a grasp on the idea that cord cutting was actually company uh happening and then, just kind of out of nowhere, uh, things are where they are, where it's no longer the crown jewel of Disney, and that they're actually having to make some hard decisions about staffing and who they're keeping on. So, no, so it's a very, very good hour and a half. So, people want to listen to it. It's episode 237 of the Bill Simmons podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to to link to this in the notes, and they don't uh, they don't don't make this. It'll we'll make it easy to link to individual episodes, but we'll, at the very least, we'll, we'll link
1: to the podcast page here. By the time this is live, you will have figured it out. <laughs> um, okay. Uh. Before we get to the end of this, actually, so can I give you an update? I don't think we ever talked about this on the show, but um, yeah, this is all over the place today. Uh, I had uh taken on a weird project of wanting to restore the original Mac uh, Classic that I had. Uh, yes. using, Yeah, like I'd I Google uh, Googled in the past how to restore like yellowed plastics on electronics um, over time. And there's been a lot of YouTube tutorials and stuff that's like, oh yeah, you can totally do this really easily. Um, and I think it turned out pretty well. So are there any before or after pictures here? Well, yeah, so that's the after. Um, oh, you, and you said,
0: that
1: you said it in the thing here, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So that's an after because I had to go buy another one because this is what happened when I actually did it. Oh, what, <laughs> what's what's that? Uh, that? That's the other computer that it turned out so badly. Hmm. It is insane how this was. This was the dumb project. This ended up being like a waste of 125 because I had to go on Craigslist and try to hunt down another um, classic Mac. This 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 was really dumb. So did you? Are you just buying the cases or is no? There these act- are actual computers. Oh, huh. And you can just get them for like 120 bucks? No, the the second one I got for like 80, but just based off like uh like the the hydrogen peroxide material and like all the materials I used and everything, and probably my time. Uh, this this was not a great project because i think like i don't know like they make it seem so easy in the youtube videos <laughs> uh but yeah it looks like it did the job but somehow like this i don't know like the wind or something just caused it like the hydrogen peroxide cream to like bunch up in a very particular way and it it looks really bad hmm I, and i feel guilty about just throwing this computer out but i don't know what to do with it and did do I mean did these computers actually like work? Oh, most definitely. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh on the plus side, like I I feel like I'm becoming Stephen Hackett, uh, because in uh when I went to this like weird thrift store that I found on Craigslist to buy the replacement computer, I also bought a uh, a PowerBook 160, which which is an eight pound uh early Apple laptop <laughs> that has a trackball built into it. Because I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'll have that for $30. Let's do it. Um, so that was pretty good. Hmm. So I'll have some pictures of that uh, soon once the the charger comes in off eBay.
2: Hmm.
1: So I kind of feel like a degenerate gambler right now because I'm stuck in this weird um, thing of, of just trolling eBay and, and, and thrift stores for old Mac computers. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to find a 12-inch power book that's in decent shape that's not too expensive, which is the best computer that Apple ever made. Besides the iMac 5K? I'm sure I'm sure it could be had. Yeah. Have you bought a 5K iMac yet?
2: No. You're going to get on that soon, right? Mm, probably not. Hmm. Okay. All
1: right. To round this out, what was the thing that you had uh, about the 4K Apple TV that we, we ended up skipping last week?
0: So I've got a theory running with with Apple, Apple TV, where, you know, Apple, every time they introduce a new product, they want to have a story, they want to have partnerships. And I think logically, where Apple TV is going to go is some kind of 4k model. And the story to tell around that is, hey, we know that 4k content's been sort of hard to come by. Now we're going to Come out with this Apple 4K TV box, and we're going to have all this new 4K content for you. And I've always thought most lo- the most logical partner for Apple in that endeavor would be Disney. And Disney sort of has famously not been releasing any of their even current movies in 4K or Ultra HD, as you would say. Even on Blu-ray? Well, they re- but that's Blu-ray is just 1080p. Well, Blu-ray can be 4K, can't it? well that's a that's a UHD disc which is the Blu-ray format but which requires a special type of Blu-ray player or a got n- newer type of Blu-ray player
1: but it's not like physically a different type of disc it's just a higher res video on that disc right got it okay um
0: but that has changed now with um Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and then one other Disney movie. I can't remember the second one, but they just in the last week or two have announced that those are going to be released in um UHD format. Which to me um kind of signals that Disney's starting to ramp up this 4K effort. And I think that's a sign that probably this fall we're going to see a 4K Apple TV along with an announcement of a bunch of Disney content Fingers crossed, hopefully the Star Wars movies that are going to be released in 4K for the first time.
1: So what makes you think that is the case? Based off kind of the track record that Apple has with being with with perhaps to put it uh bluntly half assing their Apple TV efforts, like what makes you think that Apple or that Disney would kind of Put valuable content on the line for something that Apple's doing. I I think you're being too cynical.
0: I mean, the the iTunes Store is still a huge way that people watch content at home, and releasing your content first on on the iTunes Store is a
1: a very sound strategy. Hmm. Okay. I mean, hmm. You think adoption? Because like, but well, that's the thing. Like this, whatever new refreshed in this new Apple TV that's allegedly 4K that would have access to this exclusive content, do you think that accompanies the new iPhone at the September event? Yes. Okay, so you think Apple that Disney thinks Apple's going to sell enough of these to make an exclusive release worthwhile?
0: Well, I think it'll be temporarily exclusive.
2: Hmm. Or
0: could be We're coming out with all those 4K content on iTunes, and we'll also be, you know, releasing some of these movies on disc as well.
1: Okay. And do you think, going away from the Disney thing at all, like you will remember that you had kind of a a long story and and arduous task of getting your Xbox One, was it, to play nicely with your 4K TV? Mm Mm-hmm. So do you think Apple... Somehow has cracked this in a way that, like, the compatibility concerns won't really be there, and that this won't be that much of a, just a mess for customers to sort out. No, or do you think it probably? So you think it's going mean, to be how, just as crappy? How, how would they? I don't know, but nor- like, isn't
0: Apple that the Apple thing?
1: can't control what the port HDMI ports on TVs can do. Well, is isn't that the reason why Apple has felt that they can continue to ship a 1080p product two years late? versus like four K TVs that have existed for a very long time? When Roku has been doing four K and Chromecast and all the others have been doing four K? I think that's been more about just general numbers of four
0: K TVs sold as opposed to some kind of technical hurdles. So
1: you don't think they're gonna make any advancements in ease of use? I don't I don't think they can. Do you think the new four K Apple TV does HDR? Yes. Okay. Doesn't and that kind of compounds the difficulties with 4K and, and the TV linking, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be negative, but like it just, yeah, it's 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 a mess. And I don't know, like I feel like Apple always they try to sell the story that they're decomplexifying what everybody else makes so hard. And since the, the uh, Gene Munster never got his way with the television set. Like I don't think they have control over that and that part of the equation, which means it's still gonna be difficult. Which means I like that story isn't there, or if they, or if it is that story, it doesn't ring true. All right, picture of the week. Yeah. All right. You first. Me first. Uh, I'll do it first. I don't okay. think I've made this pick of the week before, but uh, I'm gonna say Mac of All Trades, mm, which okay. is a website that um, that I've sold to twice so far that will buy back your mac desktop or laptop for a very 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 reasonable price that's hassle free they prepay the shipping give you a, a a pretty pretty fair deal and will cut you a check uh, a day after they receive it and um yeah wholly and in- endorse them and i've I had two pain-free transactions with them
0: uh, very good. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link to this in the notes. Um, yeah, that seems like a a good service.
2: Yeah.
1: And you have a very controversial pick.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: controversial for you, I guess. Um, so as longtime listeners will know, I am a a big fan of the app Streaks, and uh, just I guess I thought this was today, but I guess it was yesterday. Uh, Streaks three is now out. <clears throat> and it's its biggest uh upgrade, which I think was previously your biggest point of contention, was that up to this point you could only have six tasks. Now you can have twelve. Double the number of tasks. <laughs> um you can now have negative tasks. So whereas mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the task normally you would associate with you having to do something. Whereas negative tasks, it's you not doing something. So it's kind of like breaking bad habits is sort of the way that they frame it. Um, There's a bunch of new statistics and a new sharing screen. There's new reminder options. You can pause your tasks if you're like on vacation or something. Uh, Much improved Apple Watch app. Uh, I can attest to that. The Apple Watch app is way more responsive than it used to be. Um in a all new redesigned setting screen, and I kind of buried the lead here. It offers the ability to change the home screen icon, which not enough apps are taking advantage of. Shame on more apps not taking advantage of this, but they 've got like twenty plus different color options for the home screen app, which is great all all apps should have this now,
1: okay, so a couple questions. Negative tasks, you really couldn't have that before. Well, I mean, because I mean, you could phrase
2: it. You,
0: you could, no, you you could. You 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 would frame it where, if if at the end of the day you remembered, yes, I did not do this thing today, I can check this off. But now the behavior is, by default, you start the day with that task being checked off, and then if at any point during the day you do whatever habit you're trying to get out of. You then uncheck it. Hmm. So it's it's a it's a change of behavior, but they get you to the same place.
2: Got it.
1: Yeah, streaks has always been a really, really good looking and well designed. Like and like it's 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 a fun app to use, but it just seems uh, tricky that um yeah it used to be limited to only six, now six tasks. Now
0: it's twelve. Yeah
1: cool so you've been using it for a while or for at least a couple of days, and it seems pretty great it's it's great,
0: yeah okay
1: I was already a fan of it
2: and now a bigger fan terrific add it to the uh to the travel checklist <laughs> that's right.